A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. I'm Pete Donaldson from the Football Ramble. Ooh. And you may have noticed that there's an extra show this week. Uh, basically, what happens is every week we um, climb through a big mountain of correspondence, of emails, little messages and stuff like that. And we can't get through all of them. We can only really have time for like two or three we a are, week. We are just men. We are mm. just men. We are but men. <laughs> Mere mortals. And it's, and it's sad. So what we thought, we'll stick in a little extra show, a little, little cheeky 20 minute or something like that. And we'll try and bash through as many emails as we can possibly get through in that amount of time. And... And we'll give you an extra round, an off-book Romario-style <laughs> uh, kind of Harlem Globetrotters mm. tour edition of uh, Going for Glory no, as well. That's the spirit. We'll bash through them. <laughs> this, this, is our, this is our shredder. Exactly. <laughs> and by the way, if your email gets read out on this one, 
um, it's because it wasn't as good uh, as the others. So, <laughs> so it didn't get on a main show. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Football Ramble Shredder Show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Luke, you, you often have a go at our listeners. Why don't you get us? Yeah, uh, right. why, don't you get, start? why don't you get in the first blow? <laughs> so, so people who listen at home who obviously don't have a, don't have a, don't have eyes on this. Mm. Pete has printed out a load of emails. He's put them on a pile in the middle of the desk. There you go. He's, there he's, he's just to them prove around. it. Yeah. Um, and um, I have just taken one off the top of the pile. So uh, yeah. this one is from. Dan from Australia. He says, "Good day, Ramblers. Oh. <laughs> I'm aware this might make me sound a little crazy." But during the most recent podcast episode, I got an intense feeling of deja vu during the talk about Mourinho hypocritically complaining about his squad's injuries. In fact, I was able to say one of the next lines from one of the boys in my head, word for word. Now, being suitably (laughs) freaked out, I decided to make sure I hadn't accidentally cued an old podcast, and I can confirm the episode was indeed October 31st, 2017. The spooky feeling was compounded when I took to the Football Ramble socials to see if any other listeners had experienced the phenomena, as it's not the first time the feeling has occurred during a ramble listen for me, but I was dismayed to find out that any attempts to access the Facebook page for the show immediately caused my iPhone to crash. (laughs) That could be something to do with us, but it might be your phone. Uh, In the wake of this evidence, I've concluded only three reasonable uh, causes uh, could be in play here. One. Football, and by extension football shows, repeat the same patterns and are thus formulaic and repetitive, in which case an existential crisis may be in order, as well as an inquiry into the ramble and its reuse of old scripts. <laughs> Listen, Dan, we, as you, it was if this needed to be said, nothing about this is scripted. Yeah. Can, I, can I vote for this one? Yeah. <laughs> well, the second option is that Pete indulges in the occasional practical joke in editing to see if anybody notices and decides to throw one in for Halloween. Nice. Did you do that, Pete? We should do time checks on the show. Pete's nowhere near that diligent. No. Uh, and the third option is Pete that giving I... giving himself extra work. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, we are doing this. Yeah, true. And yeah. um, the third option is that I often listen to podcasts as I drift off to sleep, and in those moments of semi-wakedness, I temporarily gain the power to hear podcasts of the future. <laughs> that is likely, I think. That is probably yeah. the most likely one. Or that my podcast queue gets modelled up as it plays through the night, and I'm occasionally lucid enough to pick up stray bits of dialogue I've heard before which is perhaps more likely. Regardless of the cause, I feel this is a matter that needs to be brought to the attention of the ramble Mm. as answers need to be forthcoming. And I would be curious to know if any listeners have also experienced such strange phenomena around the show. Uh, Regards and happy Halloween, Dan from Australia. Um, Go on, Jim. I I wonder if we're the people that Dan should be reaching out to. Yeah, I don't think we're we're literally the ones, you know, messing with your mind. I think we're getting uh, into the um, swing of things World Cup-wise. World Cup, yeah, in Russia. Um, and we have handed over the reins of the show to like Russian kind of AI bots, <laughs> and we're just clipping old bits of show yeah. together, cobbling together. It. Or could you have put the date wrong in somehow when you uploaded it, and it just is a show from the future? Yeah, yeah good point. <laughs> no, or, that's not a bad idea. I think it's the Russian thing, and, and as a result, next week the show will be co-hosted by Pepe the Frog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Pete dear. does look a bit like Richard Spencer, so yeah, I got a horrendous haircut from Mister Toppers. There's, there's an old lady who works in the Mister Toppers in Soho, and <clears> she is the worst one at cutting the modern hair. I don't know what's happened to her. She's gone through some stuff and she can't cut hair properly, but I always get her because you go, you go and sit down and it's the next person who finishes their haircut that takes you next. So for those listening outside of the M25, yep. Mr. Toppers mm. is the place you can go in London to get a haircut for £8. It used to be £5. It's £9 now. It's £9 yeah. now. God, it's gone up 12 again. 12 with tip. 
Pete, you and okay. I share a barber. Why don't you just go and go and see Paul? He, never, he won't let you down. I know, well, he's in King Cro- King's Cross, though, isn't he? Angel, so, sort of. Angel, yeah. yeah, sort of. Where? Just down the road from where we are now. Yeah, well, w- that's the thing. I'm going to go back I, to the I just think if you're going to pay though. £9 for a Mr. Topper haircut, every haircut's going to be the same and it's going to be bad. <laughs> you wouldn't catch me or Spelzy going there for so, Actually, not. certainly not. Mr. Topper has a little bit of Pepe the Frog, too, doesn't he? He the, does. The, 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 uh, the person outside uh, the shop. So, there, so there we go. Few uh, London, few so, so the answer to your, your, your question, it's all the Russians again. A Halloween, <laughs> yeah. a, all them. A Halloween, um, Halloween start to our, yeah. to our email mm. special, um, perhaps fittingly. Yeah, although spooky. strange because we've moved on from Halloween and we've had Guy Fawkes tonight. We have. But then in Australia they probably don't have that. No, it would be very weird, very be. niche. It Pete, be. Pete, do you want to go next? Pete, I'll, why don't you have a dip in the bag? I'll go next. I've got one. Uh, oh, it's a pun-based one. <laughs> <laughs> no! Perfect fit. But it is Halloween, so we better get it out sooner rather than later. My team... Uh, this comes from Ned. Uh, my team is Cadavanum and Redbridge. Nice. Okay, yeah. They play their games at the Demolished Ghost Stadium, the Vicente uh, Calderon. Calderon? Yeah, Calderon, yeah. Calderon. Uh, um, and they're um, managed by Kevin Spookigan. <laughs> That's a stretch, that one. Did you see, uh, speaking of the Halloween pun thing, did you right. see the, um, the BBC weather the other day on Halloween? Did it? Did the man have no head? No, no, no. They changed all the all the. Um, so you know, you see the weather map. Yeah. They changed all the place names mm. to be Halloween. Oh, no. Halloween's. So Burkham's dead was in there. <laughs> yeah. um, nice. Ghostly instead of Osterly. Uh, Creepy Crawley was in there. Nice. Yeah, uh, Witchford, which I suppose was Watford. Right. Uh, Westminster. Yeah, Witchford's a stretch. Yeah. West Malden. Westminster is Westminster, isn't it? Oh, Westminster. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Um... You're the king of puns. How did you not know that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, here's the team. Anyway, uh, Fred Grimm, Reaper. That works. A former well, Gr- Grimm keeper, just works. Yeah, I know. Grimm. Fine, uh, the, the, <laughs> the brother, Fred Grimm. <laughs> the back four consists uh-huh. of England's own uh, John Cemetery. Nice. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, own goal specialist, Witchard Dunn. <laughs> Ang- angry hatchet legend, Goulian Dix. And palace defender, uh, James Pumpkins. James Pumpkins is very <laughs> strong. Yeah. In the middle of the part, we have the world's least winningest footballer, Jack O'Lantern Rod Hell. <laughs> <laughs> Jack O'Lantern uh, Rod Hell. I like that. I like. I think that's probably the favourite one, favorite one all so far. Mm. Uh, long throw, my show, Gory Delap. Nice. Finally, yeah, yeah, an attacking yeah. front four of uh, Haunt Teddy Sheringham, Antoine Gruesome, Pierre Fagioidonk, and World Cup winner, uh, Death Hearse. Jeff Hurst? <laughs> Jesus. Death Hurst. That's fantastic. That's inappropriate. If, if something happens between now and this going out, that's going to go yeah. like a preferred, blue. Preferred referee is Howard Cobweb, and their stadium announcer at Club Shop Radio DJ, of course, Trick or Treat Donaldson, aka Grave Degree Donaldson. Grave Degree uh, Donaldson. So what about really Mir- 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 Miroslav Ghoster? Nice. Ghost, co- closer. Ghoster. Yeah. Fagouli, I mean, it just does itself. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, oh, don't yeah, don't yeah. mind the effort, will you? <laughs> <laughs> what about Marcus Speller? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, well, is that a spooky a spell? You know, have good spells, can't you? I suppose you can. Good voodoo, yeah. Yeah, scary on re, scary on re works. Yeah, yeah. yeah, nice. There we are, uh, Jim. Why don't you have a, a dip in the oh, bag? Well, I'll have a little rummage. Jock Frankenstein. Okay, so Steve, we're getting well we into this yeah. here. I have got what looks like half an email. <laughs> oh, good. Pete's admin again. Yeah. No, I've just turned it off, mate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's half an email. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going back in. Go back in. Double so, dip. Here we go. <clears throat> Hello, chaps. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Great story of Neville Southall back in the 90s, as told by Simon Enricketts on Twitter. Mm. Alan Myers is Everton's former communications director. <laughs> That's important to this story. Um, so uh, this is just dialogue between themselves, by the sounds of it. I don't think anybody, including Neville himself, was aware of how close he came to becoming Everton manager. I was outside Belfield with Peter Johnson the morning after Joe Royal had left, and we were discussing who should take over as caretaker boss. 
I have a short list of two, said the chairman. Dave Watson and Neville. But I'm leaning towards Neville because a goalkeeper has less responsibility on the pitch. At this point, Neville pulls up in the car park. It was early and he was always first in for training. He gets out of his car and heads to the Belfield entrance. Seeing me, he yells, All right, Alan, you fat cunt. (laughs) As he headed in through the doors, Peter says very dryly, I think the shortlist is down to one. Oh, so close, Neville. That is from Josh Dynan. Everton could be in League Two by now. Yeah. I bet he enjoyed Halloween, uh, Nev. Oh, yeah, yeah. skeletons everywhere. Yeah, a lot of excuses everywhere. for skeletons. Skeletons yeah. everywhere. There we are. I, I, I'm going to have a dip in the email bag. And uh, this is uh, from Jack. Hello, and Jack. Jack Holmes says, Dear Football Ramble, long-time listener, first time, email it. Everyone I, says that these days. I know mm. they do. I enjoy your show very much, particularly when Pete is on it. What is going on? Yes. Oh, I see. With the greatest respect in the world, it is not as good when Pete isn't on yes. it. Pete is the best. I'm yes. sorry, Pete Donaldson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is this a plant? This <laughs> it looks legitimate. This is an absolute plant. I mean, the yeah. opening paragraph. Hopefully I got through your email filters as a result of that praise, but I want to tell you a story about a chap I work with. There you go. It's good. Works though, isn't it? Annoyingly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he's not got on the main show. So yeah. Actually, Pete, that's actually quite admirable for yeah, you. Yeah, I think so. Well, he's got a parody Twitter account, this chap that he works for. Now, over a few weeks ago, a discussion about Twitter in the pub, a nameless colleague confided in me that he was the mastermind behind the parody Twitter account for Mick McCarthy. Mm. Do you remember that one? It's quite big for quite a while. Yeah. That's what Mick says. Right. Mm. Is, uh, is, the, is the account. Now, you may think that parody Twitter accounts are boring, overdone, and humorless. However, this one bucks the trend, partly because people thought it was real and was often the subject of questions in pre match press conferences. That's <laughs> very, <laughs> very good. <laughs> well, Twitter itself became a hot topic after Greg Halford revealed Stephen Sidwell was at a Wolves game and tweeted the news, which meant Fulham were alerted and swooped in to sign him. The, this lead McCarthy, this, sorry, this led McCarthy to warn against twits who tweet. Um, not stopping there, McCarthy was irritated by his imposter and revealed in his pre-match press conference he is aware he has an imposter on Twitter. Yeah. Wonderful so he's, he's, that Mick McCarthy became aware of this. He's self-aware, but in a fit kind of way. Someone <laughs> said to me, I'm a contact of yours on Twitter. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a con- I'm a contact of yours. That's how it works. He's, I said, you aren't, mate, because I'm not on Twitter. He said, are you not? I've been talking to you for the past two years. <laughs> well, you were a cock like the bloke who was doing it. Dear, oh dear. I think cock is appropriate for someone who impersonates me on Twitter. Wow. So he accepted Strong. the criticism. Yeah. <laughs> Mick's, ne- Mick's never backwards in coming forward. That's oh, what I like. That's incredible stuff there. So. Mm. Mick McCarthy. What about this from Grant Kibis, who wants to be the Australian correspondent? We've had Dan from Australia, and he can predict what's happening in the future. So yeah. you're going to have to go some to take it from him, Grant. He says, uh, as a follow-up, um, hello, Ramblers, as a follow-up to the paparazzo you mentioned uh, last week, um, with the inserted plastic abs. You remember that? Mm. Yeah. That was uh, yeah. none other than the man Darren Lyons, who he says hails from my hometown of Geelong on the southeast coast of Australia. He has a lovely home here on the waterfront, complete with matching sculpted lion statues at its gate and a flagpole that is promptly flown whenever he is in attendance. In 2013, he ran for city mayor and stated that from his time in the UK, he believes every election needs a comedy candidate with great abs. Needless to say, he won by a considerable margin uh, before being thrown out of office with the rest of the council uh, last year. Now, I've checked that out, and it is actually true. <laughs> yeah. He was the mayor of that town uh, from 2013 onwards. Well, he is that guy. You will have seen him in talking head shows and things, that Darren Lyons guy. He's, he's very, very recognisable. Mr. And, Paparazzi. Uh, yeah. And he says uh, apparently a couple of the initiatives he in, introduced were uh, street parking made free on the weekends, 
and uh, planting plants in the streets. Actually, two quite sensible <laughs> yeah, policies. Yeah, nice. yeah. It's like the uh, monkey man that ran for mayor, the Hartlepool United mascot, yeah. and he ran on a policy of free bananas for school children. Uh, a policy, <laughs> when he got in, he did not uphold. Really? Like, so he literally well, went against his own election promise. I love how he got in, though. Yeah, incredible, <laughs> isn't it? Darren Lyons apparently um, has acknowledged his drug abuse, binge drinking, and heavy gambling during his life abroad. So there you go. <laughs> well, don't blame abroad. No. He'd probably yeah. be doing that in Australia. But he probably said it, and he went, but to be fair, over there, they're all doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't blame abroad. I would have stand. I would have stood up for not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got one then? Peter. All right, then. I'll take this one. Um, this is uh, Ben Moore. Hello, Ben. I've been meaning to bring this up for a while, but I got sidetracked with the Leicester shenanigans. I seem to remember <laughs> a show from last year when I think Luke was heaping praise on Dave Bassett, calling him a safe pair of hands. Oh, to my nice. mi- Did I? Apparently so. To my mind, Bassett is Keegan on steroids in terms of antics. A true journeyman manager of the old first division. However, safe hands he was not, although he almost got his mitts on the England job. He's remembered, of course, as doing a great job for Wimbledon, but actually just realised he could literally bully his way through the lower leagues by nurturing prodigious young talents of the likes of John Fashionu, Vinnie Jones, Laurie Sanchez and Dennis Wise with very little to no tactical acumen. The season after he left, Wimbledon won the FA Cup. I'm pretty sure he got Watford and Sheffield United both relegated in the same season and generally caused uh, havoc wherever he went. He was even ahead of his time on having a Diego Costa-style standoff with Pierre van Hooydonk whilst at Forest. The thing is, when you look a bit closer at his managerial career, the wheels seem to fall out quite quickly wherever he went. Some great stories can be found out Bassett and his managerial style, including uh, an epic Christmas party when he came, to, he came into my beloved Leicester to steady the ship along with Dennis Wise, who seemed to become his uh, trusty right-hand man wherever he found himself in the hot seat. The one story I remember best is when Bassett pops his head into the Christmas party at Filbert Street when Savage was uh, slapping Wise in the face for buying him a dildo in the club's secret Santa. <laughs> I remember him being terrible at Leicester Day. Yeah, but to my mind, the uh, following quote sums up his managerial side best. The manager who once organised the Sheffield United uh, Christmas party in August because his team only seemed to get going after Santa paid his annual visit was not unduly upset by reports of Dennis Wise and Robbie Savage scratching each other's eyes out at the Fox's bash. I looked in at the end of that do and I couldn't believe how sober everyone was, Bassett explains. The hotel manager even complimented me, complimented me on the behaviour of the players. Christmas parties aren't what they used to be, that's all I can say. Back in my women days, the hotel would have been wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's a criticism. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he, was, he was even ahead of his time in terms of the David Moyes School of Psychology. When asked about Leicester being relegation candidates, people don't want to face it, but this is exactly what Leicester are, he explains. There's no point kidding ourselves or the fans. I don't think we should be shooting up the table this season. I can see us battling relegation all the time, quite possibly until the last day. There he is, nice and motivation. I, 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 reckon, I, I reckon he could outdo Keegan on many fronts. I think it's a bit harsh on, on, on Imagine Bassett. going to a party that Dennis Wise and Robbie Savage were at. And or, say it's not, yeah. it's not uh, raucous it, enough. It'd be awful. <laughs> I, don't, I think Robbie Savage is teetotal, actually. Oh, is he? I think so, yeah. Why does he always sound like he's just about to be sick then? Uh, he's always got a wet mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't. But Dave, Dave Bassett, he got back-to-back promotions with Sheffield United in, in the late 80s. Right. In, into 1990, sorry. Well, yeah, I just, I think that's it a was touch. It the late 80s, though. Yeah, but then he got Forrest um, uh, promoted from Division 1 in the, the sort of the late 90s, if you like. So yeah. I, yeah, I mean, yeah. look, he, he clearly is a manager of yesteryear. Um, <laughs> let, let's make that quite clear. But, you know, he's, he's had a respectable career, hasn't he? Yeah, look, you is. wouldn't have said... Uh, what, what no, I, I don't think I did say that. Um, can I give you an email from Dr. Richard Cordero? I should say so. Wow. Chiefly because he's called Dr. Richard Cordero. Yeah. Um, and if he, that's not his real name, it's a fantastic uh, moniker. Um, he says, very quickly, I love you all. Thank you, Doctor. Thanks, Doc. Um, <laughs> he says, I just checked my podcatcher. 
I noted okay. that it says since April 24th, 2009. Um, I know not the actual beginning, but the lost episodes of your shows are lost. And I looked um, and I couldn't <laughs> find them. Um, he says, but since, since April 2009, you have all provided your listeners free of charge with 23 days, 12 hours, and 54 minutes of content. He is, a, wow. he is a doctor. <laughs> that is worrying. 23 <laughs> days of stuff. Oh. Not far off a month. He says, that's, that's a spelling one ton of mine, isn't it? Oh, yeah. hey? or, or to put it in uh, Pete's language, 16 and a half gigabytes, Pete. Well, what I would say is that's probably aided by the fact uh, there was a decision made by my bad self to um, change to a mono stream uh, so that people uh, could download on the go on 3G under the 25 megabyte uh, file limit where, where possible. Thank so, you, uh, Peter. I did help. There, Good to know. Um, this is it. Cheers, Dr. Richard Cordero. So, that's fan- fantastic. 23 days of the ramble. I'd, I'd love to hear from anyone who... T- what we should do is like a marathon listening. Who, who can listen? <laughs> we'll all do it together. We'll be there. No. We should, uh, and we should have a, an, some sort of advent calendar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, no, I think we should just play them back to back and see who lasts the longest. Yeah. The 24 days of ramble. I'd walk out straight away. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> not I, worth it. I have an email here. <laughs> I've got better to do. <laughs> yeah. Hello, ramble. I just thought I would mention how disappointing the Liverpool Stadium announcer is at Anfield. I've never heard someone so dull announcing what's going on. I wish they had someone with a thick Scouse accent in the seat instead. So my question is, who does the ramble think would be the, ber- uh, the best and worst stadium announcers? I have some ideas to go on. Brian Blessed. That's a great shout. Very good. Mm, yeah. That would be brilliant. Chris Kamara. Mm. No, bit done. He's on TV. It's all time. over. He's on yeah. TV all the time. He doesn't need it. Jeff Shreves. Oh, who's, oh. is he seriously suggesting <laughs> put that in the good one? That in the well. shredder. That's yeah. Cool. Well, that was a hell of a football match, but I think I can match it. Yeah. <laughs> um, he would. He would just keep announcing stuff while the game was Jeff going Shreves on. Would be, he, I'm still here. He would have to announce. He would have to announce a substitution. Yeah. And after a while, he would probably just start going. Well, do you want to know what I'm doing? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm doing stuff. Yeah, I'm, Come back to me. I'm, I'm killing a, it on Candy Crush here. I've got a Sudoku, I've got a Sudoku on the go. Um, some bad ones. Claude Puel. I'm not sure. I think that would be quite nice to hear from Claude if your team I, had got hammered. It'd be a waste of his talents, wouldn't it? Yeah. Rio Ferdinand. I like Rio. David Attenborough. And then he's yeah. put... Attenborough would be the best one. Just sort of yeah. commentating on the whole game as if it's like a wildlife too event. Chi- it's too chilled out. It's it. too chilled out. This, you've maybe. not done a Rio voice for years. Remember when you used to do Rio yeah. every week? Enjoyed that. That mm. was me, yeah. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, and, and to finish off the bad ones, he's put Maurizio Pochettino in brackets before he learned English. That's an endless this list This is of why people. we don't read out many. Yeah, <laughs> some of these belong in the shredder. Yeah. I thought to myself, what, what, David O'Leary. Yeah. It would be too quiet. Who's coming off the bench? <laughs> <laughs> no more 16. One, one, of my the babies. one of my babies. <laughs> one, of my, one of my babies. <laughs> I've got one from uh, Justin from Halifax, NS. Nova Scotia? Nova Scotia. Yeah, it must be. Uh, there's no way I will ever get up at 8am to watch Man United do nothing against Spurs. I don't even have a dog in the race. Best bet for next time, he wanted to be the best bet guy, uh, is that I don't bother and stay in bed. Mourinho fool me for the last time, DG. <laughs> Baffling should, piece of correspondence. I yeah. should say the um, the uh, Liverpool Stadium announcer emails from Adam Phillips. Thank you, Adam. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, okay. I've, I've got a nameless one here. Um, so sorry about that. Probably because Pete ripped it in half. Well, it's mm-hmm. not on the piece of paper, so okay. yeah, it probably is that. Um, all right, Ram- all right, Ramblers. Because I've just started a master's degree and my propensity for self destruction knows no bounds. I've recently re-downloaded the seminal Football Manager 2013, where I am currently at the helm of a vintage Blackburn Rovers side. I'm t- I'm talking Morton Morton Gamps Pedersen. I'm talking a youthful Scott Dan. 
And yes, a certain Nuno Gomez is plying his glorious trade up front. Oh. When I took the job, I immediately sacked all the backroom staff so I could bring my own boys in. And Wankro Kanu straight in as my assistant manager, my giant shoulder to cry on. Anyway, I started to have a few problems with then midfield prodigy Jason Lowe. Time and time again, he would get sent off, hurling himself recklessly, recklessly into two-footed challenges, berating the referees and generally undermining the vision and Wankro and I had for the club. It was then that I fought back to the Ramble discussion on the potential positive influence that the Dags could have on the three lines this summer. That's Dads and Guardians. Believe it or not, <laughs> young Jason's father, David, was in my coaching staff when I joined the club. I immediately got him back in on a lucrative new deal, watching over his wayward son and providing the kind of paternal discipline that in Wankro and I simply couldn't muster. <laughs> well, boys, the next game young Jason starts. He bags a goal within 10 minutes and hasn't received a single booking since his father rejoined the coaching staff. <laughs> the evidence is conclusive. We need the Dags on the plane to Moscow. All the best. Richie found his name. Dags, Dags, Dags. I mean, it's a long way of saying that we need the Dags on the plane. We already knew this, but thank you, Richie, for doing yeah. the workings for us. All nice. the evidence that, you know, can be further compiled is appreciated. Nice to get a mention of Morton Gamps Pedersen, who mm. not only is still playing mm. uh, for Tromso, oh, he, he was in a Norwegian boy band as well. Was oh. he really? Yeah, he looks the type as well, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> nice to get a mention for Kanu, who is still playing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and is in a Nigerian boy band. <laughs> Very much a man band. I was about to say, yeah. But it's good to get his first name because he just became known as Kanu, but it's Nwankwo. Yeah. Apparently, um, Gamst, uh, Morton Gamst was uh, this boy band thing was with other Norwegian footballers, I think. And they did, you can like, see it as a well. A couple of songs for a charity or something like that. I like the Space Boys. They were called The Players. Terrible name. Oh. Sounds like a packet of cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, one of their songs called Your Boys Took One Hell of a Beating? The, yeah. to, to be honest, if we had a boy band, they would be called The Cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> boy Division. <laughs> I'd go with. There we are. Um, uh, that's it, Peter, unless you've got one more. Uh, well, let's uh, do a little bit of Going for Gold. Oh, of course. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I knew blood. there was a grand finale somewhere. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. 
But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash ramble. I never felt this bad ever. Alright, never felt this bad nice ever. Nice one yeah. to me. Stop for gold. Lord. Bonus edition. St- stop, Tim Sherwood. <laughs> <laughs> what's, he do- what's Tim Sherwood doing? Uh, what is he doing? He's, uh, he's, he's probably chipping off on uh, Middle Eastern TV, isn't he? I reckon mm. that's where he belongs. What do you reckon? Yeah. They're on Malaysia. Uh, right. He comes from Boreham Wood. He ain't no fucking good. There mm. is a uh, uh, going for gold uh, set of clues by uh, Jamie Bell. Thank you, Jamie Bell. I hope you. Uh, See fit to listen to this episode, otherwise you're going to miss out, aren't have you? you? Got, have you just got one going for gold, or is it because you've got a load of paper in your hand? Have you got loads of going for gold? I've got it? one going okay. for gold from Jamie Bell. All right. All right. Why have you got the extra paper in your hand, just out of interest? In honour of to Jamie Bell. Uh, it's a big bale of <laughs> bale paper. Bale of paper. All right. <laughs> I was born on April Fool's Day, 1969. Stop. I'm going to go for Lothar Matthias. Ooh, no. Stop. Colin Hendry. <laughs> no, but love it. Have have a mention of the great man and his great hair. He could be in a boy band. I think, really he's, bad one. I think he's bankrupt. <laughs> I think okay. he. I think he yeah. is good. All right. Yeah. Uh, I once injured myself by picking a bag out of my car. Stop. Santiago Canizares. Incorrect. Stop. S- Steve Claridge. Incorrect. Stop. Paul Rideout. Incorrect. Good name, a good name. I was named. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to do that with I these know, ages. Yeah. yeah. I was named League One goalkeeper of the week for February two thousand and nine. Oh, stop. Oh, what's the name of that keeper? I'm who... not going to give it you. No, Ke- Kevin Paul. No. Oh. Stop. Kevin Pressman. No. Stop. Alan... Kevin Keeper. Alan Kelly. <laughs> no. Stop. Um, Barry <laughs> Sutherland. Oh, <laughs> steady. You're, you're the rule it man. Was, it was a joke, but gold. it was an okay. inappropriate Barry joke. saves, I said. <laughs> nice. Um, I was the 11th man to score a first half Premier League hat trick. The 11th man. <laughs> Say that again? I was, a... I was the 11th man to score a first half Premier League hat trick. What, and he's oh. played in goal for a League One team? Mm. And one goalkeeper in a month? You were having a laugh, Dawson. Is it Tim Sherwood? No. <laughs> Tim Sherwood. Um, you've wasted a guess there. Yeah. Stop, Mark. No, uh, no, not, um, uh, sorry, that didn't mean that. Uh, oh! Ian, no, uh, oh, I can't. Ian Warren. Not Ian Warren. Carry on! <laughs> <laughs> Jim. No, I don't no, know. No, okay. Uh, in 2005, I was voted the fourth best player in Hull City's history. 2005? Yeah. Who knows what Hull will do in 2005? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> um, stop. Kevin Nolan. Incorrect. That's what I was trying to get. I, I don't think there was a whole connection. I thought, I'm going to bloody well say his name. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, all of us are on some sort of Kevin. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Kevin maybe. There seems to be no reason for a that. A Kevin kick. Yeah. Stop, Kevin Keegan. <laughs> in December 2016, I was declared bankrupt. Speak of the devil. <laughs> Colin <Stop. Hendry. laughs> Dean Windass. Dean Windass! Yes! Oh, well done, Jim. Well done. I scored my final Premier League goal at the age of 39. But yeah, he was named League One Goalkeeper of the Week for February 2009. Oh, oh incredible. Okay. Got put in the, uh, Football League band. Got so. put in bins, didn't he? Yeah. So well done, Jamie Bell, for 
astoundingly defeating um, the Ramblers for the second time this week. No, Jim got I it. I just got it. Jim got it. <laughs> <laughs> I get, whenever there's lots of pieces of paper around, I get confused. Yeah. Yeah. Get very um, distracted. It's the closest you'll ever get to the Dean Winners Hall of Fame coming back. <laughs> yeah. Accept it. Yeah. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> there we Indeed. are. We're uh, we're over, aren't we, Peter? Shortthefootballramble.com, you want to say hello? Because to be quite frank, we've gone through all of the emails we've got this week. We've got and nothing left. Got, yeah. Thank we you. are spent. Thank you for your emails, though. Mm. And say goodbye, chaps. Goodbye. Bye. Peter? <laughs> You're enthusiasm for the show. It really is uh, incredible, Marcus. Pete, Pete, yeah, let's get out of here. Pete, do a jingle. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> do the dance. <laughs> Stop doing the dumb. How long does this go on for? Another four seconds. Sounds like a man burping, doesn't it? Thanks for listening. Have it again. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.